0: Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast. We are your hosts, Kitty and Alora. And in this episode, we're chatting all about cleansing and charging. Two terms you might often hear in the pagan and witch communities. What are they? Why are these practices so important? And the various methods of cleansing and charging ourselves, our sacred spaces, and tools. So grab your cuppa and settle in hey 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 what is up uh,
1: stoked to be recording. Of course. <laughs> I, I love
0: podcast recording days. I know it is always a blast. It me is too. me too. So oh. to kick this off, I want to ask you, Alora, what is your favorite method of cleansing? Okay. So that really depends on what
1: I'm cleansing. Uh, so like for the house, smoke cleansing, uh, floor washes or, you know, things you put in the mop bucket for your Mm -hmm. floors, uh, salt lamps and even humidifiers with the right essential oil blends are like a, I don't want to say a cheat way, but (laughs) it's like a shortcut way. Uh, and so, and then for like me personally, it would be energy healing or ritual bathing, or sprays if I'm in a hurry. And for objects, like crystals, tools, things like that, I like putting them in rice.
0: (laughs) Cool. What about you? I would say my favorite method is smoke cleansing. And I use homemade rosemary bundles. Mm. But I also really like doing simmer pots on the stove and then I use the cooled remnants to spray around the house.
1: I never thought, that's like genius. <laughs> cause I do simmer pots when it's cold outside. I yeah. don't know why,
0: um, maybe just cause- It is kind of a wintry kind of thing. Yeah,
1: cause I think because you're using the stove.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but yeah, but I never thought to save
0: the water. <laughs> But it yeah, seems
1: you know, like a no-brainer, right?
0: Yeah, you know, someone said not to do that. I remember I read online, someone was like, I, you never use the remnants from a simmer pot. And I was like, why not?
1: <laughs> but, I th- but I also think if you do that, you should probably add some alcohol to that. <laughs> because if you're using organic matter to simmer, eventually that might mold. I would think, unless you put something. Oh, no, something
0: no. In. I only use it, I mean, use it immediately. Oh, 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 oh gotcha. So I don't store it. But yes, you're right. If you were going to want to preserve it for long, you should either refrigerate it or yeah, add some alcohol.
1: Hmm. Okay. Anyways, continue. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. And then as far as self-cleansing, I use smoke as well, or I do a ritual bath. And I also do Reiki on myself pretty much daily, as long as I remember to. Right. Yeah. So with that, in saying that, uh,
1: when, when we're talking about smoke cleansing, I just want to say that for anybody out there, sage is not the only herb you can use to cleanse with smoke. No. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, I think sage is the most prolific and most common and easiest to get a hold of maybe, but there's heaps, like you can use tons of different herbs to do smoke cleansings with.
0: I don't know if I get into that later or not. I may.
1: I don't know, but let's just travel along this road and see where it takes us.
0: Sounds good.
1: <laughs> so what way? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, folks, where you might hear us thinking <laughs> random times. Yes. Okay. So what is cleansing and why is it so important to do it on a regular basis?
0: It is important for many reasons. I believe it purifies your body, soul, and mind, as well as your space or tools of negative energies. Mm-hmm. So ourselves and our homes need to be regularly cleansed for this reason, In addition to getting rid of negative energies, spiritual cleansing purifies your aura and gets rid of any negative spirits, which obviously that goes along with energy um, that may be hanging around. Secondly, there are ancient gods and spirits that you may want to work with in a spiritual manner that may require you and your space to be purified before they'll even glance your way. So on that last part, can Mm -hmm. you give
1: us like a real life example of a deity who wouldn't come into your space until you
0: cleansed? Absolutely. The Egyptian pantheon, pretty much every Egyptian Mm. God, they, if you study Egyptian, you know, the ancient Egyptian religion, what we know of it, they were very much about purification. Mm. So the priests and priestesses before they did any kind of ritual before they gave offerings before they went into the temple, you know, the sacred space, what have you, they had to be purified of body and mind, and the space had to be purified before they would ever invoke the gods. Right, and I think you know,
1: I I think cleansing and purification rituals in Egypt, I think is how we pretty much ended up getting modern day uh, funeral. I can't even say that word. Funeral. I going to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Practices of embalming and things like that because they did cleanse the dead for the passage to the underworld.
0: Yeah. So, exactly. okay. So, All I right. mean, you could probably work with them without it, but if you want to be on the up and up <laughs> and do <laughs> things like the Egyptians did you know, walk like the Egyptians, you would purify before invoking. That's a a good song. It's by the Bengals. I wasn't going to break out into that song, (laughs) though I wanted to. (laughs) Uh,
1: Dating ourselves on the podcast. Yes, folks, we're old. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cleansing yourself. So tell us more about that. So of course, like we think
0: like, cleansing baths and showers but why so just like negative energy can build up in your house it can also attach to our auras and when this happens it can cause all sorts of issues if you're not cleansing it away basically so you can have if if there's a i think a substantial amount of buildup you might become depressed you're going to experience issues with anxiety And Mm -hmm. those things plus the negative energy may also attract negative entities as well. Right. So if keep in mind negative spirits are often attracted to people who are in weakened states, now they can be attracted to people, you know, in more powerful states of mind as well. But it just makes you an easier your easier pickings. It makes (laughs) you more vulnerable. Right. Right. So, and also if you practice magic, your magic is not going to flow or be as powerful as it could be. It's kind of like looking through a dirty window. The light can get through it, but not as well as it could if the window was clean. Right. Right. That's your
1: aura basically. So let me go back for a second. When we were talking about being in a vulnerable state, I find, I have found that also, when you're shining your brightest, so to speak, like i for lack of a better term mm-hmm. energetically, you're like a beacon for people that are troubled or downtrodden or want to tell you their life story and just have somebody listen yes. to them right mm-hmm. oh yeah so, so that but I think that that's part of why it's important to do cleansing regularly, yes, right. Um, and I feel like cleansing is also the first step as far as energetic maintenance goes, because, you know, you can cleanse your aura and energy, but then there's other things in, in like energetic spiritual hygiene that have to be attended to like chakra clearing and all that stuff, um, in order for that window to be super clear
0: Yeah, and I think, and we're going to get more into this, but it's also about once you cleanse, you have to charge, right, or fill that vessel, whatever it may be, with some kind of energy, positive, hopefully. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. So
1: now that we have ourselves cleansed, what about our spaces? How do we cleanse our house or any other space that we are inhabiting?
0: So, well, I'm going to, uh, we'll go into that in a little bit. What I, I just want to say first, the, like the, there's a lot of reasons why you should be cleansing your space, but I wanted to touch a little bit on why it's so necessary to cleanse your space regularly. So we said, yes, negative energy and negative entities, but how do those things enter our homes? So if you think about all the traffic that goes in and out of your house, you might not have a ton of people coming in and out. But if you have family or roommates, they are leaving the house and then coming back and bringing in energies into the house. So that's where the energy can linger and maybe even build up over time if you're not cleansing it. And in addition, you might find that there are some signs that your home needs to be cleansed. Usually there's discord in the home. Maybe there's arguments, illness, some kind of trauma, maybe financial problems. And Mm. again, these kinds of things, it's a negative feedback cycle. This negative energy can attract negative entities as well.
1: Yeah. And see, this is the kind of thing where I think people automatically jump to the conclusion that they have, you know, that somebody's thrown a curse on them or a hex on them or... Mm -hmm. And it's just general, um, no, you're not doing your maintenance. And so this is what happens. True. So so I think that's like a good tip, I think. If you are having all these signs and you immediately jump to somebody's put a hex on me, you need Uh, to
0: roll it back (laughs) and maybe blend. First. there's a definitely a different feeling between someone throwing magical shade at you and just having a negative energetic buildup right yeah I think but I'm, the longer that you practice you can right. be able to discern
1: right exactly
0: yeah. exactly I was just
1: I think I was putting this out there more for uh, the people that have just started practicing or maybe haven't been practicing that long it's it's, it's kind of like a default almost when you're, when you're new or just beginning to practice that all this, stu- all this negative stuff is happening. I must be cursed
0: or hexed because you don't, don't have, have the that. experience of, right. yeah. Yeah. And I was just expanding on what you're saying. We're in full agreement, my friend. <laughs> we usually are. <laughs> usually sometimes, you know, Oh, it's rare. It's rare. Uh, True, true.
1: We love each Um, other. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, okay. So we're talking about cleansing stuff. Like how often should we be cleansing ourselves and our space and those, all those good things?
0: Yeah. So, (sighs) this is another kind of mistake or that a lot of people make when they get into this path, they think, okay, I cleansed my space. That's it. I'm done. Mm, But yeah. And and honestly, I'll be honest. I, when I first did it, I was like, okay, we're good. And then I realized, no, you should really be cleansing your space. I say once a month, Mm -hmm. your full home, right? I recommend once a month. And then as far as cleansing yourself, I say once a week at least. Mm. I I usually smoke cleanse myself once a week and then try to take a cleansing shower or bath. And like I said, I do Reiki on myself daily as well. But the other part of this is is if you're seeing or noticing the signs that your space or your aura needs to be cleansed, that's when you should cleanse too. So even though let's say you cleansed your house, you know, this month and you think you're good, but something's happening. The signs are coming up in your house that we just talked about. It's probably time to, to try to give it another cleanse. Right. And I would like to just add
1: real quick that when you are doing a full cleanse of your house, you should be tired and dirty and sweaty and have, have some sort of herbs or floor wash or oils on your skin when you finish or you're, or you're not doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's true. Because, well, because I think a lot of people don't get into all the nooks and crannies, right? So they're not down by the floorboards and up by the, you know, ceiling and making sure you're doing all the Doorways and the windows and the window sills, things like that. Because, like a once a month deep cleansing is a, an arduous process. Like, it's not just you're going to be done in fifteen minutes. At um, least, I've never yeah, experienced
0: I, that. I think you're right. I'll be honest with you. I don't do a deep cleanse like that once a month. I kind of break it up over the month. Does that make sense? So, right, but that I'll all do goes back. Like smoke cleansing like once a month, but I'm. I do like a door wash and floor washes at a different time. Right.
1: And I think, but I think that goes back to, <laughs> no, I don't think you're lazy, <laughs> but I just think it goes back to the whole premise of if you keep the magical maintenance going in your house mm-hmm. or in your space, whatever space you're dwelling in, if you're doing it on a regular basis, the need for a deep cleanse is probably only going to be once a season, really. But, but if you don't, if you don't do regular maintenance, uh, then you're going to like the
0: deep cleanse
1: probably needs to happen
0: once a month. Oh, true. I see what you're saying. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. If, and if you've never done a deep cleanse, it's definitely time to do that. Right. And like, when
1: I first started onto this path, I used to cleanse a lot, all the time, all the time. And now it's like, <laughs> it's, it's sad to say, but it's only when things are going like, why, what is going on in this house? And
0: then I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm terrible. I think too, and I didn't mention this before, as far as signs that your space may need to be cleansed. If you are, this pertains specifically to negative spirits maybe around. So we said, you know, there might be fighting and depression and that kind of thing going on in the house, but that could just be from negative energy, but you might also have negative spirits hanging around. And in that case, you might hear voices, you might experience nightmares, sleep paralysis, being tormented in your sleep, seeing things obviously you know, having appliances break, go haywire, all those kinds of things. Those are also signs that you should do probably what Alora was saying and do a big deep cleanse. And um, probably in that case too, I do a full banishment, but that's just me.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And c- see, cleansing goes with so many other forms of magic, mm-hmm. right? Because typically if I'm Cleansing. I'm also warding and doing a bunch of protection things all at the same time, or yeah. like in succession. So I, I just feel like cleansing is like step one <laughs> of is. most magical workings.
0: Yep, I agree. Yeah, because the same. It's the same for me. If I do a smoke cleansing, even then I usually go back around and draw my symbols on the doorways and on the windows, and then typically. I'm sprinkling some kind of powder over the thresholds and all that kind of thing.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what about, so we talked about if you get angry or all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What about going out into crowds and things? Like, do you cleanse yourself after going out into populated areas
0: or it depends on yeah it depends on how crowded it is it depends on if people are getting really close to me like after visiting New York City a few years back I definitely felt like I needed to cleanse myself because when (laughs) we went to Rockefeller Center people are literally, you're so close to people in New York City that they're brushing against you physically. Uh, No, 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 no. And I I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I kind of had a little bit of a meltdown, like not a meltdown, but I was like, "Uh," you know, and my (laughs) husband had to be like, you need to keep moving. (laughs) You can't just stop in the middle of the (laughs) walkway or whatever. (laughs) Because people are literally just brushing against you. So in cases like that, yeah, definitely. Like concerts, yes, that kind of thing. I think it's probably best to just cleanse yourself and get rid of the energetic funk that you may have picked up <laughs> from others. Right. And are there other
1: signs that your aura needs to be cleansed or your energetic field?
0: I mean, I think if you're like what we've said before, if you're feeling angry or anxious for no logical reason, it's probably time to cleanse If you have a run-in with someone, Mm. you know, if someone, like I recently had, I had a man (laughs) from the internet company step into my house and it was just a very odd experience and he felt very threatening. I ended up Mm. kicking him out of my house. I've never actually kicked someone out of my house in my life, but I had to kick this guy out. And that day I cleansed my house fully and myself. So If someone's, if you're around someone that just feels like a bad person or seems like they're sucking the energy off of you, that's another sign you should probably cleanse yourself.
1: Hmm. Yes, I agree for sure. And also, also,
0: I feel like I've been going on and on about the signs.
1: (laughs) Well, and also I'd say, you know, cleanse yourself and cut your cords and do all Mm. the things. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that it can be stressed enough that this is magical maintenance, right? Uh, because it's particularly now, if we're talking about individuals, what happens if you don't maintain your own energetic field and your own aura is you end up coming to see people like me for healing <laughs> or you for healing. Because when you don't do that, when you don't do the the maintenance, uh, you get heaps of buildup. Right. Right. And, and ideally, if you are performing regular spiritual maintenance, you should only need an energy healers help maybe once or twice a year, barring any unusual situations or other energy work that you're looking to have done. Like for instance, like past life clearing stuff, which is not relevant to this particular thing, which is keeping your energetic field, Free and clear and healthy and all that good stuff. Truth. Agreed. All right. So let's talk methods.
0: How do we cleanse? There are oh so many methods. And I'll just say this first. I recommend everyone try whatever they're interested in trying, just experimenting with different things and finding what works best for you. So let's break it down by, yeah, we'll kind of break it down by element here. So the first way you can cleanse is by using the water element. So for your space, I talk, we've talked about simmer pots or simmering potpourris, they're also called. You can cool the remnants down and spray it or kind of spritz it throughout the house. Any other kind of sprays. Also, a spurging with holy or blessed water. That's basically where you use a sprig of fresh herb, like a sprig of rosemary, and you dip it in the holy water, and then you you fling it around, basically. <laughs> or you can use your <laughs> fingers. Just dip your fingers in and sprinkle it throughout your house. Mm. There's also door and floor washes, which I think Alora really enjoys those. Yes. And washing your tools in moon water, or also diffusing, purifying essential oils. That's for Mm. your space or, you know, for your tools as well. As far as yourself using water, we've talked about ritual bathing. Everybody loves a ritual bath or shower. Mm. Or you can also cleanse by dipping into a natural body of water. So the ocean is very cleansing, a local lake, a river, what have you. Or if you have a saltwater pool in the backyard. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Those are really good. I don't have a saltwater. I just have the, the chlorine kind. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have saltwater. That's nice.
1: Oh, also, yes, it
0: is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> envious of that. That's really cool. I also want to point out that if you're trying to be rid of some intense negative energies, taking a ritual bath. For so many days in a row will amplify the effects so three seven or even nine days depending on the strength needed Mm. and in addition you want to dry yourself i do it from head to feet to ground the negative energy i know some people do it the opposite way but that that's the way i do it and also you want to make sure you include uh, you clean out your entire uh, tub afterwards And, oh, I didn't say this, but you want to submerge your head in the water as well, or pour the water over your head to get your full, full body, full aura.
1: Right, exactly. And I know in some traditions or, well, not just in some traditions, but another way to accomplish a cleansing bath ritual in the shower, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're looking to use salt in the bath is get one of those tubs from your local, I don't know, Walmart or whatever department store you may have, nearby department store. I don't even know if the, whatever, you know, your mega, we sell everything store. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, get Get a tub, like a plastic tub. It can right. be just, it needs to be big enough for you to stand in and for it to catch some of the water. And this way you can put salt in it. Your feet can be in the salt and you can use the salt water with like with a cup or whatever to pour over your head. So you're still getting submerged in salt water, oh, I but got
0: you. in a shower. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good tip. I never knew to do that. I just always told people to put the herb bag like over the shower head so that the water runs through it
1: hmm
0: yeah that's that good works and there's also those shower bombs mm. kind of like a bath bomb but it will it's like a steamy it's like a disc experience yeah
1: <laughs> or and one thing that I used to do which I haven't done in a long time but I should because now eucalyptus is native to where I live but I used to take oh. eucalyptus and like a whole bunch bundle of it and I would um, rubber band it around the shower head and it would steam up
0: every shower. It was really nice. I love eucalyptus.
1: Yes. It's really nice. Like, especially here in spring to walk outside and that's all you smell.
0: That's nice.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what about other elements of cleansing?
0: Well, you can also use fire and smoke, which we've kind of been touching on, for your space, smoke cleansing, or it's also called seining if you're using the Scottish term to be fancy. Burning, purifying incense. And I I wouldn't say that I use like incense sticks to cleanse my space fully. I might burn them like while I'm doing ritual to sort of cleanse the space or set the mood. But it can work. And I've, oh, you know what's, it is cool to use incense sticks to cleanse the inside of jars or bottles before you use them. Right. Have you ever ever done that? Oh, yeah. I just like seeing the smoke getting trapped in there too. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I don't know if you do that. I get all (laughs) excited about it.
1: I'm so magical.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I showed my husband it last time. I'm like, look, the smoke is in the jar. He's like, yeah, that's great, babe. (laughs) two thumbs up (laughs) yeah also if you can't let's say you can't burn a lot of herbs or whatnot you can just light a white candle and move from room to room to light up the space so to speak and in that case i'm usually asking my deities or my ancestors to help me purify the space with their energy as well Mm. for yourself being near a bonfire is self-cleansing you can also rub a candle from your head to your feet, all over your body to pick up the negative energies. And then you light the candle and it burns it off.
1: That's neat. I don't think I've ever heard of that one or really? used that
0: one. Yeah, no. I, I've done it a few times. I actually, this was the, what, two times that I actually made my candles for myself. And I, I would say it's effective it's
1: pretty hmm. effective. Yeah. I have to
0: try it. I, I do all the time though. Yeah, you should because you're the candle maker lady. I know,
1: right? <laughs> like how, how have I not heard of this? But anyways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. What about sound? Sound. I love using sound to cleanse. So, 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 so this, is, this would be air element. Yeah. Yes. Thank okay. you. Correct. So you can use high vibing music. I think... When I think of high vibing music, I'm thinking like Celtic flutes, also Mm -hmm. Tibetan singing bowls. I don't use them, but a lot of people really like using them to cleanse space. Right. Banging on pots and pans, while it might not be cleansing, it will kind of shake up the energy in the space, and it can rid your space of negative entities as well. And I think,
1: well, the, the banging on pots and pans for all the busy witchy moms out there that's a great way to <laughs> shake up the energy in your space. Uh, without, you know, you can just hand your toddler some uh-huh. wooden <laughs> utensils and let him go to town. Exactly. And there you go.
0: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah, because traditionally, negative or low-level spirits were or, or can be scared off by very loud, like sharp noises, such as banging on pots and pans. Right. Yeah. So in addition, bells. (laughs) Singing, if you're a good singer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm not a great singer, but I do
0: sing a lot when nobody's here but me. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing. I think it helps raise your vibration too.
1: Well, and also, well, for me personally, um, I have a goddess, a matron goddess right now who that's one of the things that is an offering to her.
0: So I use it for that as well. Very good point. And you know what? My goddess also loves music. So I probably should be doing that for her as well. And I haven't yet. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And then as far as cleansing yourself with sound, it's pretty much the same stuff, but people also use binaural beats. I'm not into it, but some people are really into it.
1: I, you know,
0: I've tried binaural beats and
1: I don't know. It's one of those things that it either sounds really great in my ears or it's that, or it sounds like I want to scratch my eyeballs out.
0: (laughs) I was going to say rip the headset (laughs) off and throw it across the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. I agree. It just depends on what day it
0: is. (laughs) Yeah. I I, Yeah, not my thing, but like I said, you know, some people like it. Who knows? That's probably for air. And then we have earth. Using earth to cleanse your space, you can use Himalayan salt lamps. Those Mm, are pretty popular. I I have one as well. You can pretty much find them anywhere nowadays. Also, also, this is a part of, it it, like laps over into protective um, practices as well, but salting your thresholds and even putting some in the corners of your home if you're looking to absorb the negative energy. That is cleansing in its own right. And black tourmaline. And also... In Eastern cultures, they put rice in the corners of their homes to absorb the negative energy. You know yeah. it's how sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, sorry. I was just gonna say
1: I we do something here with lemons as well. Oh. Because we used to have we don't anymore, but we used to have a pretty big lemon tree in our backyard. Mm-hmm. So if you have, well, you can even do this from getting them from the grocery store. That's fine too, whatever. Um, But if you get lemons, you leave one in every room of the house. And then it's interesting because sometimes they'll go black within days Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes weeks. So, and I'm saying this as somebody who's picked lemons that were equally as ripe off the same tree at the same time. Um, and so yeah. the lemons just absorb the negative energy in a space.
0: You can, I've actually done this with onions too. You can cut an onion in half mm-hmm. and put it under your kitchen sink or even under your bed. If you're ill,
1: mm-hmm. just soak
0: up the just like the lemons, you reminded me of that.
1: Yeah. And they used to rub onions on the soles of the feet when you, oh no, I'm not it. doing that. <laughs> when people were sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've heard that. You're right. You're right. Okay, so using earth on the self. So crystals with cleansing properties, you can meditate with them. You can use Reiki along with the crystals. I think meditation and Reiki are also cleansing methods for the self. Herbal teas. Sorry, did you want to say something? I didn't mean to. No, I was just agreeing with you. (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) And, and those, those, the meditation and Reiki is also going to go into the charging aspect as well, but it kind of, it overlaps and we'll get into that. But in addition, herbal teas with purifying effects like lemon, rosemary, lavender, you can also do an egg cleansing. There are a lot of magical traditions around the world that do egg Mm -hmm. cleansings. Some people think that it's just relative to a certain culture, but it's found all over like the, the. Powwow, Pennsylvania Dutch did it. There's a bunch of different traditions that use eggs to, basically you rub it all over your body. For those that don't know, you rub it again over your body. I think from head to foot, you get the bottoms of your feet as well. And then the egg is basically absorbing the negative energy. And a lot of people will crack the egg into a bowl and then read the patterns and the yolk and the whites. Right. I have not done that. I've seen it done, but I have not done it myself. Yeah, I haven't either. Another sort of relative practice to this is using a potato. (laughs) (laughs) And you can, so it's going to pick up all the negative energy off of you, and then you can bury it in the ground. And then what happens to the potato? Does it just rot or does it, I don't know, sprout? Yeah, it will rot. You don't want to use it. The potato has a little sprout on it already. Don't do that because if you put in the ground. I was going to say, oh. because
1: why would you use <laughs> potatoes that are full of
0: negative gunk? Ew. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't want to eat it after you cleanse yourself with it. Ooh. I just like the idea because you're returning the energy to the earth. Right. Anyway. Or you're Agreed. grounding it, basically. Also,
1: so- um, just one thing that I just thought of just now. <laughs> um because i'm impulsive like that uh as, <laughs> with <laughs> tools and things um i have buried them in the ground as well to cleanse mm. like w- like tarot cards for example you have to wrap them up of course
0: i was going to say
1: no you wrap them up and then you leave them for however long you want to leave them for and then when you dig them back up they're good to go.
0: Hmm. I have not done that.
1: You just basically left the earth. Cause it's kind of like a one-stop shop, I guess, because the, the negative energy is absorbed and then replaced all in one go. Oh, like yeah, it's basically recycling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's a good idea. Okay. So Michael asks, what is a quick method of cleansing?
0: So I know this has been the hot topic in every single podcast episode and y'all are going to be sick of hearing it, but for your space, bells. (laughs) And I never used to use them before, but I've been on a bell kick lately because it's just fast and effective.
1: (sighs) Well, and for those of us who don't like bells, I would say probably spray. Is the quickest, in my opinion, and especially like because you can keep like a purse sized or bag sized bottle
0: with you so mm-hmm. that you
1: could use it anywhere.
0: I mean, you know, my bell is purse size
1: <laughs> I said, for those of us who don't like bells,
0: oh, right, my bad. <laughs> And then, you know, about this, but cleansing yourself, I just say a cleansing shower. Right. Yeah. It's quick. I mean, you have to do it every day anyway. Hopefully most people do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hopefully. (laughs) You never know.
1: Okay. So now we're going to get into the other part of this podcast, which is charging. So now that we've cleansed all of our stuff, What is charging and why is it important?
0: So following the cleansing process, the negative energy has been removed from a person, place, or thing. However, at this point, you have to fill that space or that person with new positive energy to replace the negative. You don't want to just have an empty vessel, right? Because that actually leaves you open to more negative energy. So we want to replace the negative or the empty cleansed vessel with positive energy. So that's basically what charging is or how I see it. Right. So it's like. It's like plugging, plugging in, in your phone and charging yeah. the battery.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> plugging in a phone. <laughs> it gives it new fuel to function effectively. So when you spiritually charge an object or a space, you're refreshing the positive energy. right? So there might have been positive energy there before. but when you cleanse, especially if you're doing like a real deep cleanse, I kind of see it as everything's being stripped away to a degree. So you want to reinvite that positive energy back in. So you can do that. I, like we said before, I usually follow up a cleansing with reinvoking my gods and guides and ancestors their presence, letting them know to come back in. That's an example of charging your space or an example of cleansing an object might be to leave it in the moonlight and the moonlight will charge the crystal with its energy. Now I've seen some people, I've seen a lot of people actually say that they use moonlight to cleanse. their crystals. Yeah, I was
1: just going to ask
0: you about that actually. And I want to say that I respectfully disagree. <laughs> Hmm. I kind of look at it like, for me, cleansing, for cleansing, I use the elements. For charging, I use sun and moon. Right. I mean, there's Uh, some people that would disagree, but that's fine. But that's just how I see it.
1: Well, I have used moon and sun energy to cleanse and charge, but I have to say it's not as effective for me. Like, I mean, it works, but it just, I guess, I guess my thing is, is that uh, the, whatever the object is that is getting cleansed and charged in the same go under the moon or sun tends to need cleansing and charging again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like the, the magic runs out faster, I guess is my, what yeah. I'm trying to say. I agree. Okay. So what about charging your spells and ingredients?
0: I kind of, all right. So what makes a spell actually work? It's obviously the energy behind it. And the energy comes from you sometimes, but also the things that you're using, the energy in those items and or divine energy, right? So, but I look at, I kind of look at, a spell, how it actually works is the energy is charging it, right? Or charging your spell with energy. Does that make sense? Yes. So I don't believe though that you have to charge each ingredient necessarily. (laughs) Like I don't don't charge every single herb that I use in my spells. Does that make sense? Right. I think... Well,
1: yes and no. Right. So I guess, I guess my point is that when I'm crafting a spell, I am intentionally doing things the entire time that I'm gathering, like my ingredients, my tools, my materials, whatever I'm using. And I think that, so like, whether it's um, reciting an invocation in my head or chanting or singing or whatever. I think, because I, I do those things, right. Whenever I'm going to spell craft, like I'm doing something of that nature before I'm actually casting the spell. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think, but I think that that all goes towards charging
0: what you're doing. That's true. And maybe I misspoke or I didn't I didn't really think this one through that well, but you're right because, and actually when I'm putting, like let's say I'm putting a spell jar together, I will take each ingredient and tell it what its job is or gently blow on each item. So that is a charging really of each item. So I misspoke people, forgive me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, but I think, I think what you were thinking was you don't individually sit there with each ingredient and do a full-on charging invocation, all that stuff. Right,
0: right. Like I don't leave all my herbs out in the moonlight to charge them. I don't, it's not, you're putting energy behind each thing and with each item comes its own energy as well. But then you can also... Instead of only ever using your own energy, because I've seen this a lot too, and I wanted to address this. I've seen this a lot in the group. People are saying, I did this elaborate ritual and I put all of my energy into it and now I'm exhausted. You don't have to use your own energy all of the time for every ritual. That's why you also have gods and ancestors that you can call on and ask them for their divine energy to help Mm. you manifest whatever your intention is.
1: Yeah and in most of my spell work uh that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's I def- just,
0: Yeah, I mean I definitely call on right?
1: Yeah, like I definitely call on my people.
0: Yeah. And I think it comes into too, there are a lot of people who don't work with spirits for whatever reason and which is which- mind blowing to me but that's a whole topic. Different- yeah, I know I was going to say like I I don't I don't get it, but it's up to the individual. But in that case, you may find yourself using all of your own energy and not being able to call on divine energy, right? So you will find yourself exhausted more often than not.
1: Right. Just just
0: food for thought, people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this, I mean, this feeds right into recharging ourselves, right? So. How do you know when, you know,
0: how do you know when you need to be recharged? Well, that's a definite sign if you're casting some elaborate ritual or doing a bunch of stuff and using your own energy, you definitely need to recharge yourself. I think too, just if, you know, you're feeling worn down, you have lost your spark, you, I don't know, whatever, you feel maybe not sick, but you know what I'm saying? Just down. Burn and out. Out. <laughs> yeah. Burnout. Thank you. Burnout. Yes. That's a good way to put it. So we, we go through the day and we're constantly using our energy, physical, spiritual, mental, blah, blah, blah. Not to mention there's a lot of us that are intentionally or unintentionally giving our energy away to others without realizing it. So recharging your own energy is really essential for your health and well-being plus helps in your spiritual endeavors as well.
1: Yeah. And I would also just like to add in there that for people who, uh, you know, there's lots of people and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. uh, When you are constantly going, going, going and giving, 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 you're not paying attention to your own cup per Mm se.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, And, if you ignore that for a substantial amount of time the universe will magically cause a situation where you're forced to take a break whether you're going to you know you get a cold or a flu or you suddenly have to take an unexpected trip um that interrupts your entire flow things like that it, the universe will force you to take a break <laughs>
0: yeah it's true very true and it,
1: And that's usually what happens to me, but. (laughs) Well,
0: trips aren't Uh, always a bad thing.
1: No, well, I I will say that as I get older, I'm much better at gauging my own burnout or my own recharge meter. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, like the older I get, when I'm starting to feel like that, I'm like, nope. Not we're not doing this. I need to take a break or I'm just gonna like leave
0: altogether. Yeah, it's also as you get older, you also know how to say no more and make your own self boundary. Yeah, boundaries, exactly. So important. That's another podcast
1: though. (laughs) Oh yeah, and there's this thing going around um TikTok that's like what what weren't you taught as a kid that you wish you had been? Boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, so important. Very. Okay. So methods of charging. Yay. Yay. So tell us what methods are really good for charging. Tools, spells, etc
0: we've kind of touched on these things already, but we will, a lot of people love using the moonlight to charge their crystals and tools and even their spell jars. It's, it can be very effective, but like we said before, it it seems that the energy runs out quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So you might have to do it every single full moon. So just pay attention to that. And then also, I think too, and tell me, I don't know, I'm not good with astrology, but I think you have to pay attention to what, is it called the planetary house that the moon is in? So if the moon's in Aquarius or what have you, right? you might want to pay attention to what exactly is going on with the moon before you put your, everything out there to charge. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because, and also the transits that are going on and what, Mm -hmm. because when, okay. So when you use the moon to charge anything, right? You're also infusing whatever astrological things are going on with the moon into those objects. Yeah. So, like for instance, we just had a full moon in Scorpio, I think.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Didn't we? Listen, I'm not a moon person anymore, but go ahead. (laughs) I don't
1: know. (laughs) So we had a full moon in Scorpio, which uh, Scorpia, that's like the last place that the moon wants to be essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and so the energy was not good. You would have been infusing your tools and things with energy that was chaotic, um, and restless, you know what I mean? So yeah, you definitely want to pay attention to where the moon is in the Zodiac, any Uh transits that are going on with the moon, and even make sure, and this is another thing, you even want to make sure that the moon is not going to be void of course at any point in time because void of course essentially means like it's gone.
0: Right. <laughs> the
1: energy is not there. It's void. <laughs> void. <Yep. laughs>
0: so, yeah, so definitely pay attention to that. Okay, continue. Other people may use the sun to charge their tools. Just be careful that it's not something that's going to fade or break in the sun, or cause a fire, like a mirror, because that can't happen.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, let's just not use sun energy for charging mirror. Why would you, like, okay.
0: Listen. What, are we talking about scrying mirrors, or? I don't know. I read that people have tried to charge their mirrors in the sun and caused a fire. I just figured I would give a little disclaimer. <laughs> Lord.
1: I thought this was something people learned at age five when they were out that day
0: in in class. Okay, so Melissa asks, what's the difference between charging items via sunlight or moonlight? So I'm going to say, other than the obvious, in my opinion, the sun is a more active energy and will charge your tools with its properties, which might be career success, strength, growth, etc. And the moonlight is... A more gentler energy mostly and will charge your tools with its properties, more along the lines of intuition, psychic abilities, emotions, dreams, etc. Again, this is just what I believe, folks. So you go with what you think is right.
1: Yeah, and I'm in full agreement with you on that assessment. And for anybody out there who's a tarot buff, like myself, I would say sun charging is wands energy and moon charging is cups energy. So if you're into tarot and you understand better wands and cups, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> Very good. Thank you for that. All righty. So in addition, invoking gods and ancestors, we've been saying asking for their energy to be infused in a tool or working as I found always effective and never drains you as a practitioner. Yep. And I do this a lot. A lot, a lot. And then two, another way is that you can channel or pull up Mother Earth energy through your feet and then channel it down into your hands and into your tools or whatever it is, whatever object it is that you want to charge. In addition, you can channel divine light from the heavens and you do the same thing. Instead of pulling it up from the earth, you're going to pull it down from space or the sky, however you want to look at it. And this is kind of how Reiki works as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, this is uh, sort of what I use for uh, my holistic ascension energy sessions.
0: So they're probably very similar in that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would. I also wanted to say that I will sometimes leave a small object on my altar and ask for my deity to charge those items with their power. If it's not mm. something, well, you go ahead you say it. <laughs>
1: Oh no, no. I was, um, yeah, I do that too, but it's generally, it's something that I don't want to use or need to use straight away. Right. right. So yeah. like an amulet or an oil or I don't know, yeah. something of, of that nature. Exactly.
0: Recently, or, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, or if I'm doing like a big cleansing protection deal in, in my house mm-hmm. and I'm planning it out, I will, like if I have evil eye charms or things like that, that I'm going to hang up, I'll charge them on my altar for a few days before. So that way they're ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, very good. Okay, so go ahead. I was just going to say, so what about recharging yourself?
0: I think that it comes down to your preference, but also like we were talking about with the signs, when you know that you need to be recharging yourself, As far as how often, but you'll want to, my biggest thing is to go outside being in nature. That's the easiest way to recharge yourself, to recharge Mm -hmm. your batteries. I like to sit in the sun. The sun's rays help me replenish my energy. Not everybody's like that, but if you're into sunbathing, there you go. Visiting the mountains, the forest, the beach, relaxing, letting the negativity melt off of you. And then you're allowing mother earth to basically fill you back up. Hmm. Other ways include meditation and just good old-fashioned rest and relaxation. Put away the electronics because they suck energy out of us (laughs) and just be.
1: Yeah. For me, I've always found that going outside and literally hugging a tree just feels amazing. And afterwards I always feel really recharged, but that's kind of the sad part about where I live in Australia because there's no forests around us, and I really miss them terribly. Ooh, that is fun, but, but on the upside, we do have some of the most amazing beaches. So typically, especially if lots of things are going on and it's chaos and and all of that stuff, we tend to go to the beach
0: here. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. I just wanted to say this and people may not like it, but exercise is actually a good way to recharge your batteries. (laughs) Hmm. You might think that doesn't make any sense because you're going to be tired after you exercise, but it's, it's actually the opposite because it's, it helps you detox, but you're also getting your endorphins flowing. Yeah. So actually the more you exercise, the more energy you have, believe it or not. (laughs) Gotcha.
1: Good tip. Yeah. So how often do you charge or recharge your tools and yourself?
0: Well, we just said, I guess, self-charging is at your preference and as much as you need it. So sorry, folks, I wrote this little agenda here and there's a bit of redundancy. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) as far as how often to charge or recharge your tools, I think... It depends on how often you use the object. But for me, I'm usually recharging things every one to three months, depending on what it is. Mm I don't know. What about you? Yeah, no, that's funny
1: because (laughs) that's, I don't know. That's funny to me because typically my magical signature, whatever um, you want to call it, like laying a ward or cleansings or things like that like are pretty much like if I do them intensely and I'm intensely focused, they'll last two to three months, but that's like the max. Like I can't, I can't uh, stretch it out
0: any further than that, or I haven't been able to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, there's some signs too that you might pick up on that your tools need to be recharged. It's, I feel like I can hold them in my hand and mm-hmm. feel if the power or the, the energy is radiating or kind of tingling, that kind of thing. If it's not there, then I know that it needs to be recharged. Same Zs. <laughs> <laughs> and then at two, if you're going to be using those items in a particularly intense ritual or working, then you'll want to, I think, recharge it beforehand as well. Right, yes, agreed. And right. we already talked about signs that a person needs to be recharged. So I think yeah. you guys get that.
1: <laughs> well, shall we wrap it up? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, check out our articles on cleansing methods at otherworldlyoracle.com. We welcome you to join our high vibing Facebook group and to visit my website at allurarain.com for numerology and soul origin profiles, as well as tarot readings. Shout out to all of our oracles for joining us, whether you're new or returning, subscribe or favorite our podcast to be notified of future episodes and help us out and be sure to share our podcast and review us too. And remember... Whether you're in the land of the fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.